Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson, a couple of clean comedians here to support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. They'll talk about highs and lows and some traumatizing shows. So get ready, get set, let's go! Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. I'm your host, June Colson, here with my amazing friend, Michelle, with one L, Van Dusen. What, Michelle, what, what? what's okay? Good you morning. Have a, you have a new background. You are so colorful. What, what is that? And did you make that? I must know. Uh, yes, I was doing laundry and I had to dry it. So I just threw it up behind me. No, <laughs> that, that would be a great. So everything that your family wears is tie dyed. That's pretty wicked. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty much awesome. that. That's that's all it is. No, I um, those actually are the curtains that were hanging in my husband's office. And uh, I gave we swapped them out last night for some blackout, like gray colored ones. Yeah. And they're dirty. So I did wash these and then hung them here to dry. And I thought I kind of like that. So yeah. I I'd leave it. I'm digging it. It's got a kaleidoscope look on one of them and so colorful. Now we got um, the curtains behind me. I didn't realize they're blackout curtains. And so whenever I moved to do the podcast inside uh, the bedroom so that I could get away from my crazy family, I closed the curtains. Um, But now it's really bugging me because I can see that one of them has a little crack in it. You see that little crack of light back Mm -hmm. there? Bug me. But anyway, I close them. And the first like few days that I forgot to open them back up after we recorded, I slept so late, like so late because you don't know, like your body doesn't like the sunshine doesn't come through the window. And so I have no idea what time of day it is, if it's, you know, dark or whatever. So that's, that's really messed me up. So yeah. So he traded his rainbow, beautiful colored curtains for blackouts. That's kind of well, dark. That's kind of well, dark. It's the, his office used to be my office. And so I had those mm. and, um, he never swapped them out and it was, they were just dusty and dirty. I'm like, I need to wash those. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? I don't want people knowing that I'm in. I'm like, here, here's another set of curtains. So of curtains. he took the gray. Yeah. I'm not surprised though, that, <laughs> that you had those beautiful bright colored curtains and your husband took the office and could have cared less what curtains were in the window. Cause they don't care. Most men, they don't, I can tell you, my husband could care less about the curtains that's in his office. And I spent like, oh my gosh, I spent probably four days. He was out of town. I rearranged his entire office. I painted picture frames. I set everything up. I'm so proud of it. I love it. Every time I go in there and sit and look around his office, I'm like, this looks so good. And his response, eh, nice job. It's nice. Yeah. What do we, is the chair, do we is do the chair comfy? That's pretty much, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I like okay. the chair, so. So I <laughs> yeah. told you, Michelle, I got, I got to talk to you about what happened to me yesterday, and then we're going to get yeah. our guest on here. But okay, okay, so you know that I'm always sending you videos of the wild animals in my neighborhood, right? So, yeah. you know, there's squirrel. I've showed her deer that are like on the on the trail staring at me. I just know one day, like, have you ever seen those videos where the deer attack the people? Like they jump, like, I just know that's going to happen one day. And yes, then, that's why I appreciate you sending me the videos on the just in case it happens. So yes, thank you. yes. So we're we're you know yeah you could be famous. I'll be dead, but you could be famous. So then, um, so then we've had the bobcat in the woods. Then I have the hoot owl that's kind of freaking me out. We get mm-hmm. home from church yesterday, and I'm oh. still in the garage. And my husband <laughs> takes the dogs out back, and he calls me and he goes, "Where are you at?" 
And I said, I'm in the garage. And he said, come outside, look at what's on our roof and then run for your life. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what, what is happening now? Michelle, Michelle, there was like a giant, giant buzzard on top of our Ooh. house, just sitting on our house, looking down where the dogs were playing in the backyard. Oh, but I don't know if the woodland creatures have gotten together because I'm telling you, my dog Raider, he looks delicious. And he's, he's a old. little, he's old, he's slow. He's like, yes, he's exactly what animals like buzzards and bobcats are looking for. He's chubby. He's only got one eye. His teeth have fallen out. He can't walk. And I feel like they put out like some memo in the woods and they're like, this, <laughs> this is where, this is where the meal for the entire, like, you know, Ridgeway is going to come from, is from my little fat puggle in the backyard. <laughs> okay. I know we shouldn't be laughing about this, but, um, my friends have like, you just make sure that you don't have radar out there the same time that you're barbecuing, because sometimes that will bring more animals in and go, Oh, there's the meal. And they'll just swoop down and take oh it. Oh my gosh. A lot of those little, those little purse puppies, those little purse dogs. Yes. A lot of them have been lost, um, to the birds. Yeah. And it's like, that's the most expensive meal ever. Like it was dressed in Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have to tell you, um, yeah. once again, you got a name wrong and you do it every time. What is my dog's name, Michelle? Wait, it's Raider. It's no. Raider. It's Raider. Raider. Like pirates. Raider. He's a Raider. I, this you whole always time him... I thought the dog was that little bear from MASH. No, he's Raider. You always call him Radar. And I bring that up because you're getting ready to introduce our guest. And we all know that you have a habit of saying the wrong name. So I'm going to hold my breath because this is, we have such an awesome guest on our show today. And I don't want you to mess up his name. So let's, okay. let's see. Little prayers going up. Michelle, tell us who's on the show. All right. So today we have a um, a man who's been a Christian stand-up comedian since 2010. He was cast in a faith-based film, uh, Love Different. You can check that out on Amazon Prime or PureFlex. It's got some pretty famous people in there. Mm -hmm. um, Maurice also hosts his own virtual talk show weekly on the Creative Motion Network, on Roku TV, the Pulpit TV. Uh, I think it's Pizzazz TV in England or just P-Z-A-Z. I'm going to call it Pizzazz. And uh, again, making it up. And you can see Maurice perform regularly in the Washington, D.C. area. So let's welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, Maurice Brown. Let's go, Maurice Brown. Maurice Brown. Hey, guys. How's it going? Michelle, you're doing a great job. I love your oh. announcing skills, and uh, I think you're ready for NBC. Remember, Michelle, that Raider... You got to think about the football team. Every time you think yes. about June's dog, yes. think about the football team, the Raiders, and oh, then yeah. call her dog Radar. And he's kind of oh, okay. shaped like a football, so that should help. <laughs> Michelle, you made it through the name of our guest, but you didn't make it through the name of our show. Maurice, I just... I I know you're kind of in awe of the professionalism. We've had technical difficulties. Michelle doesn't know the name of our show, but we are so excited to have you on here because I know you've, you've been doing broadcasting for a long time. 
you yeah. get it. You know that no matter how it happens, the show must go on, right? So- the show must go on. I tell you, you know, you guys are talking about <sighs> your, uh, I think, uh, June, you were talking about your husband not caring about the curtains. Yes. And, no. you know, men don't care about that stuff because we're, we're immature. We're silly. We don't care about much of anything. I mean, you know, it's women are like, you don't see women at a dinner party say something like, um, could you pass the sugar meathead <laughs> women don't do that right, so anyway yeah right? we're, we're just silly amateur <laughs> yes. guys yes it's great to be to... on your show though thanks for having me on i appreciate it yeah uh, we're thrilled to death to have you uh, michelle yes. and i've had the opportunity to uh, be a part of your your bible study your weekly bible study and that's been yep. uh, a huge blessing and a way to connect to other comedians and so we were thrilled mm-hmm. to death that you agreed to come on and and hang out with us today. So uh, Michelle Michelle gave you the information, kind of told you um, the direction of, of what the show is. And I know you've been doing comedy for a while. And so Maurice, we kind of, we want to know as you got started, when you were, you know, little Maurice Brown getting on stage for the very first time, and you were Whoa. trying to figure out this crazy world of comedy. Yes. Uh, what kind of people, who who did God place in your life that, that helped you uh, along the way and begin this journey and grow in this journey? Well, it's a great question, June. I was a radio announcer back mm. in North Carolina in the uh, early 90s. And uh, my operations manager, he thought I was pretty funny, so he suggested that I try stand-up. And it was at a comedy club in Raleigh, North Carolina, called Charlie Goodnights, one of the premier comedy clubs on the East Coast. Mm. So they had an open... Mike there, 2025 guys. I put a little set together and they only picked four, and I was one of the four, believe it or not. First time I'd ever done stand up. Nice. And it was at North Carolina State University, you know, a bunch of kids there that had maybe, maybe, and I do mean maybe one Bud Weiser too many. I, but anyway, they yes. were uh, all over the place. <laughs> I was, the stage was like in the middle of the club, and I was so nervous. It was unreal. Uh, and I don't even know how I got through that set. I mean, I was so nervous. First time I'd ever done it. So, uh, and then I got back. I didn't do it again. I think it was 1992 and I, I continued with radio. And then in 97, I moved up here to the DC area and I was the host at headliners comedy club in Bethesda, Maryland. Mm. Uh, but you know, I met my wife at the time and started dating her. I became more interested in her than comedy. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. <see>. yep. So, <laughs> so I stopped doing it and you know, I just, just raised our family and so forth. In 2010, we bought a cafe and to bring in business, I started producing comedy shows. I said, you know, I know how to do this thing. I've, I've done comedy before. And I started, you know, bringing in people like Brad Stein and, uh, Marcus D. Wiley and some other comedians that are fairly well known. And I said, you know what? What the heck? Just go for it. See what happens. In 2013, I decided that I was just going to just go for broke and not look back. And then, and of course, acting, you know, came alongside of it very soon after. And, you know, the rest is kind of history, really. Here we are on the Laugh Support broadcast <laughs> there it is. Look, maurice knows the name of the show look at that michelle that's oh that's so cool though so yeah so uh you know the different people that we've interviewed they've kind of talked about that how um there has been ebbs and flows in their comedy journey because there are some people who did start 
younger and single and then yeah. you know their focus became something different so you so you opened this cafe yeah and so what was the name of the cafe uh it was called cafe majestic cafe majestic How about that what kind of food Ooh, yeah. Well, my wife's Brazilian, so we had a lot of Brazilian Ooh. food there. Um, my gosh, it, and and I, I mean, I don't know. We've had uh, delicacies like couscous, which is kind of like a, a favorite as well. Um, but I mean, my gosh, we just had just different types of Brazilian food, and you know, you got to remember, I'm a guy, so I don't remember everything. Uh, but we, yeah. <laughs> 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 but we had. <laughs> we had a lot of Brazilian food. I'll leave, leave it at that. Um, you know, also American food as well. Uh, we just, uh, you know, had all dips, different types of foods there. But my main focus was the entertainment part. And we had some yeah. really awesome shows over there. Uh, it's too bad that you know, we only had it for two years. Um, but that kind of like got me off and running in, in the uh, entertainment world. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like she was very, uh, she was a laugh support for you, that she was very supportive of what you were doing. Very support. Matter of fact, I get half my jokes from my wife. She's, she's much funnier than I am. I mean, she's got, a, <laughs> she, she's got a great sense of humor. So we are, we're, we spend most of our time making jokes about different things all the time anyway. I mean, that's all we do is uh, laugh and make jokes about different things. And I form a lot of my material from our conversations. We're working on a joke right now that uh, uh, about my an experience that my daughter had because I, I have these jokes where I talk about thugs, uh-huh. right? And, and you know, young kids, good kids, thinking that they're thugs. You know, mm-hmm. in our society today, they don't know anything about it. I'm like, what YouTube hood did you come from? You know, I mean, you, know, <laughs> I mean, you don't know yes. anything about this stuff. But I got a bunch of jokes about it. Anyway, but yeah, she's definitely my my laugh support. What about the what about the kids? Now I can tell you, my kids um, early on, I just used my new sets of comedy as punishment for them. I would make them, you know, just sit in a chair and listen to what mommy said, rather than because they got too big. They were boys; they were strong. I couldn't spank yeah. them anymore, right? Yeah. So I just yeah. made them sit and listen to my material, you know. Oh, yeah. And if I if I got a laugh, Maurice, I knew I had something because they were in trouble. They don't want to hear what mommy's doing, and no. then if they laughed, I was like, oh, this is golden. This is going to be my closer because my kids laugh. Oh no. What about, what about your you kids? You forgot to take the phone away. I'm thinking you probably just yes, forgot to take yes. the phone away. They're well, texting. It, it, it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well, it's like penance for them. Because I, I used to do that to them when they were like in their teen, mid-teens, early mm-hmm. to mid-teens. I would have them sit down and 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 listen to my entire set. And, and it was just brutal for them to have to do that, but. I, I mean, so no, they don't, they don't like that very much. So, um, <laughs> I, I had, I st- had them stop doing it when they got like 15, 16. Um, and of course I got much funnier guys. I started mm. out, it was bad. You know what? When I started, it was really brutal. It's like, you can be funny, but you got to know how to write a joke. Yes. You yeah. have to know how to work an audience and you, you just have to know how to navigate up there. You know what I mean? And, and so the process in the beginning is really difficult because you mm-hmm. bomb a lot. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it just is what it is. And I was going out to these clubs in D.C. You know, most of these kids are like 20 years younger than me. 
right you know at the time i mean they still are i mean but i learned the rhythm of what makes that age group laugh mm. and uh so i you know at the beginning it was brutal for my kids because i was trying to really figure it out right and you know but i, I finally got a, a good uh rhythm going and and so forth and so my son who's 23 now is actually a comedian he's very good but oh wow um, okay. yeah i I, I can identify with making them listen, though, Jim. Yes, yes. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So so early on in comedy or or even just, you know, over the years, is there is something that, that someone told you or a piece of advice that you really yeah. latched on to when you went, yeah, th you yeah. know, this, this has made a difference or, or maybe something that you still use today? There's, I, you know what? I'm still learning from comedians. Like, yeah. I, I'm still learning stuff. That it's like groundbreaking, you know, especially through my show that I do. Mm. I'm interviewing mm -hmm. people like Michael Jr. and Jeff Allen and Mark Christopher Lawrence. Um, my gosh, uh, Matt Falk, who was in Sleeper Agent with Leland Clausen and Leland Clausen, yeah. both yes. of those guys yeah. I had on my show. And just, just picking up stuff. But what got me going, uh, I think the the linchpin advice that I got that has just propelled me on was in 2013. I was attending an, um, an academy called Actors, Models, and Talent for Christ, AMTC. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them or not, but mm -hmm. yeah. I was mm -hmm. involved there, and there was a coach there named Derek Morgan. He said, listen, Maurice, let me tell you something. I know you want to do your Christian comedy in churches and in, you know, sanitized environments i get it mm. but dude you got some pretty good stuff there and you need to take it to the world that's why mm. god blessed you with that ability mm. so people that are lost can hear you and i never i never thought let me tell you guys something i never considered going to a bar and and doing like just a regular bar a regular saloon a regular comedy club secular comedy club i never i never even entertained that thought until I had that conversation with Derek Morgan, mm. who's in a bunch of Tyler Perry movies, very good actor. And I said, okay. And from that moment on, I just decided that that's all I was going to do was go to, I, of course I do churches. I mean, there's no question about that. But I, I focus on secular environments, you know, and I, mm. I'll, I'll go in there, I'll do a set. I mean, everybody's cussing like sailors. Right. And then I'll get up there and I'll do my set. And then after about a minute, they'll go, he's not, he's not gonna, he's not gonna cuss. Hmm. But I like him, you know, and, and I, I've had effects like that on audiences yeah. where, and I just, I just use that approach. I don't announce, Hey, I'm a Christian comedian, by the way, everybody just, I don't do right, that. Right. Just go there, let the set speak for itself. And, and so that, that's the linchpin advice that I got in the beginning of this from Derek Morgan, which was huge. Mm. And it, it just changed my entire concept and approach as not only a comedian, but as an actor as well. So, Wow. Michelle, you, now I know you've been in environments like that as well. I love the way he just described that, though. He said, I know you like to do that. Your mm -hmm. thing in sanitized environments. That's, yeah, um, that was good. Yeah, that was really good. Does it? Does it ever like Michelle? When it comes to to events that you go to, that that potentially you find yourself in the lineup of you're the only clean person. Does that? 
does that intimidate you? Does that excite you? What it, what does that do for for you, Michelle? Uh, two things. One, it makes me want to be funnier. Okay. Um, and then I also want to make sure that when I that I stay and I support them, and yeah. and so yeah. I listen yeah. to their jokes, and I, I I try to as I'm listening, finding out you know like oh maybe this will be a good tag for them or something like that where I try to I try to help enhance what they're doing because right. a lot of them right. they're funny, they're just funny in the wrong direction you know and so I, oh yeah i try i try because i th- i figure if if i'm not there and i'm at and i, I just come in and do my stuff and i leave uh-huh. then yeah. yeah absolutely then they're like she's kind of snotty and i don't want that kind of attitude i don't want that yeah. to be carried with me so if i'm in those environments i make sure i stay and then i go home and and i wash everything off i turn on some Praise and worship music. Yes. I start reading. Oh, yeah. oh you got to just to change wash that everything stuff in my brain. Off. Hey, Michelle, you got to wash that <laughs> stuff off. It gets pretty murky, but I can tell you right yeah. now, I I learned that too early on. After I developed a pretty good rhythm and style, one of the younger comics um, said, yeah, "Maurice comes in, he kills, and he leaves." Right, and I thought, you know, mm. I made it my point to stay because I, I i really it's it's really difficult to listen to that stuff they're talking about up there i mean yeah, it's so dark yeah. it's unreal and, and i'm going oh my gosh these kids are so long so i made it my point after i performed to stay for at least four or five of them you know to let them know hey look i'm supporting you i'm you know i want to see what you got and, and then have some conversations here and there and then throw out some advice because yeah. i told them i said look man let me tell you something you're funny but all that verbiage that extra verbiage you're using is totally unnecessary you, if you take it out you're gonna find it's just as funny and if you really try to make it you love bill burr because he cusses all the time but if jay leno asked him to come on his show and do 10 minutes of clean he'd have no problem doing it so yeah. you can do it whatever style you want but be able to do clean yeah you know i've tried to sell this to a lot of young comics and you know i and, and they're paying attention and they do get it but that's the advantage and the bonus, Michelle, of just staying and mm-hmm. making, a, you know, an attempt to commiserate with these guys so they won't look at you as a snotty person. You don't want that either. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Well, that kind of rolls us into um, to the next question. So you've been doing comedy for a while. You've had people who yeah. who kind of invested in you and, and, and spoke some um, advice to you. Yeah. And now that you've been doing it as long as you have, have you had an opportunity where it's flipped and you've been able to be the laugh support to somebody else? Mm, well, you know, that's that's really a good question. I honestly don't know how to answer that. I think that, you know, <laughs> you know, like I said, my wife and I are, are always kidding around. And I think that, you know, outside of that, well... <laughs> Well, to tell the honest truth, Jude, I think, you know, I'm able to, I keep a lot of my, my personal friends laughing a lot. And, and I'm, I'm always actually joking around with my person. I'm always joking around with my personal friends, my, my circle of friends. Uh, yes. I tend to keep them laughing quite a bit. And, and, and it's not like you're doing it on purpose. It's like, it's, we're, we're just comics. We just can't stop it mm-hmm. we, yeah. we, we 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 just can't 
And, you know, we're always got this thing in our mind, like, how can I make a joke out of this? Oh, that's funny. I could actually form, mm. oh, that would be gold. You know, you're thinking these things all the time. And, I mean, you can't have a normal, it's almost impossible, almost, to have a normal conversation with someone because you're joking around, you're laughing your head off, and then all of a sudden, oh, that's, that's a good joke. Yes. <laughs> yes. I got I got to put this in my phone. You know, you, you so I would just say my personal circle of friends. You know, it's just a lot of laughter going on there and so that would be who I'm able to affect in in a laugh yeah. support way. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, a lot of times people think when we ask that, that we're like, who are you mentoring? You know, whatever. And that's not yeah. necessarily what, what we're talking mm -hmm. about. And you're yeah. right. Laughter, especially in your circle of friends. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about right now in my close circle of friends, I've got a lot of friends who are going through some really difficult times right now. There's been loss yeah. and there's been illness and there's been, um, you know, just some tragic things that have happened literally just in the last almost three weeks. And yeah. uh, when you do have that friend, who has that gift of humor that mm -hmm. can also read the room because that's what comedians are, you know, uh, trained to do. Yes. You can find those moments in that, that dark time, that tragedy where you can, you can push a little bit of light in there. You can lighten up the moment for a second. You can allow them to laugh and, and uh, yeah. be free of, you know, the pain that they're going through for even for, for just one second. And that's a, you know, that's a huge deal. I know you have definitely been a laugh support for myself and Michelle and other comedians because of the, uh, the Bible study that you're doing. Tell us a little bit about that, how that got started and, and how you, yeah. um, you know, chose to, to get a bunch of crazy comedians in a room together and talk about Jesus. <laughs> yes. Well, I love that show. That that is my favorite show because I have the show where I, I interview entertainers, directors, and so forth, which is cool, and I really enjoy. It. But my the the breaking down the four walls where we do comedians Bible study has like become my favorite show. Like mm. I love doing that show. Me too. I love because it. there there's so much laughter and and joy in that show in the midst of learning about God's word. I, mm -hmm. I mean, you just can't beat it. And I got the idea from Jason Earls. You know, oh. Jason Earls and, and John Nicholas, you know, we were we were just kicking it one day talking about it. And I think but but more specifically, I think Jason Earls was was like Maurice, I think, you know, I, I don't know if he suggested that I do it, but we were talking about the novelty of doing something like that. And I, I just decided to go for it. Yeah, said, that that is a a novel idea. Like, nobody does anything like that. There's nothing out there like that where comedians are, are just hanging out, laughing, and chopping it up, but they're studying the Word of God. Nobody does that. Mm -hmm. And it's awfully cool. It is. And it just got picked up, like I said, in uh, in New Mexico, and the guys down there feel like it could it, there's something special with the show, like it could get – the show's got some national possibilities, according to the guys in New Mexico. We'll see what happens. But yeah. that's kind of where I got it. And yeah, Jason Earls and John Nicholas and I, we were all talking about it. And I just decided to stop talking and make it happen. And it is a lot of fun. And you you know what? That that laughter thing is it, it changes the perspective of of life for people. Mm -hmm. If you can just laugh at one little thing. Yeah. And then it, it morphs itself into one thing after another. And, and you know, you know what I really think too? As, as comedians, our craft, 
I what we do secular or no a comedian getting on stage and making a room full of strangers people you've never seen before in your life half of which you wouldn't have a conversation with in front of a Walmart there's just no way you would ever do right that. I'm not talking that guy right but now we're gonna be best buds mm -hmm. and to be able to do that to me is nothing short of a miracle yeah it's miraculous what we yeah. do is miraculous work. Mm. Just and there's wow. no, there's nothing, and that's nothing against other genres or forms of entertainment like singing and concerts and theatrical presentations and all that stuff. Nothing else. Those are beautiful things. But to make strangers laugh, mm -hmm. to make them your buddy for 45 minutes, that's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah, that's a it's a connection. It's a unique connection. And that's what you've done with your Bible study class or your Bible study show. Um, Michelle yeah. and I, well, I used to tease her because she would be on the Monday and I would be on the Wednesday. But now we're, you know, because <laughs> of your schedule, we're, you know, a lot of times it'll be on Tuesday. We're there together. But I said, man, that ruined it for me because on Monday I would just listen to all of Michelle's wisdom so that on Wednesday yeah. I could just <laughs> say what she said. And it sounds like I was super smart. And no, I didn't, I didn't take her words, but I literally I would. And for me, it yeah. um, with my life and my schedule, it allowed me to slow down and just focus, just focus a little bit on on one chapter, on you know some verses that, and and they get to hear other people's perspective. And man, that's been a that's been a really cool laugh support, Maurice. That definitely is um, a great example of what it mm -hmm. looks like to me. I think for laugh support. So, what do you think, Michelle? Yeah. Maurice yeah. has been a rocking guest. We've been his guest. Yes. He's been an amazing guest today, don't you think? <laughs> yes, I definitely think. And. So you were talking about the breaking down the four walls. You can listen to that live on Facebook. Is it also on YouTube? It's on uh, Facebook, YouTube Live. It's also on Pulpit TV Live. It's also on Pizzazz. You had it right, P-Z-A-Z, -Z, Pizzazz TV out of England. And then, of course, it replays on the Creative Motion Network on Roku TV. Um, and that's like... Uh, I'll do that show at least once a week, sometimes twice. Lately, it's only been once a week. But uh, also I have the other shows where I interview uh, entertainers, which yes. I may do that three times a week. Uh, and so you'll, you'll get three to five shows a week from me yes. uh, live on those platforms that I mentioned, and then you'll see the replay on uh, the Creative Motion Network on Roku TV. And also I mentioned, I alluded to this uh, briefly, KCHF TV uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, every Saturday night at 8 o'clock, Breaking Down the Four Walls airs on that platform. Nice. So it's cool. A lot of fun. God's doing some things. I, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Awesome. I love it. Now, I do have uh, – so you're – if people want to find you or um, look you up, they can go to yeah. mbecomedy.com. Yeah. What is that? Maurice Brown Entertainment? Is that what that's that stands right. that's, for? That's that's more that's that's Maurice Brown Entertainment. More specifically, I call MB Entertainment LLC. But you can go to mbecomedy.com, and you can see all the stuff that I do. Because before the pandemic, I was actually producing shows with three, four comedians, and I was mm -hmm. hosting it. And I'd have my son open a lot of the shows. My son, my son's very funny. He would open a lot of the shows, and I would have just different comics on i was doing it all the time they were they were a hit here in northern virginia 
you know, I were packed out. Those shows were packed out, and we were just we were just having killer shows. Mm-hmm. And so the pandemic kind of shut all that down. I haven't done anything. I've only been on stage twice. Oh, oh guys, wow. one wow. time on stage. I've done a lot of virtual comedy, but I've only been on stage one time since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm like, this is this is insane. So uh, I'm hoping to get back out there very soon and i want to get back to producing those shows and get guys get michelle van dusen get june von colson june bug on those shows you know everybody I heard they're amazing Leland. i'm just yes. gonna What's put that? that out there like they're really funny so yeah. you should totally get the <laughs> those girls those <laughs> girls but you know what though a lot of people uh, the pandemic had that effect on their career and some yeah. people just kind of faded off in the distance and other people got creative and yeah. they figured out what to do, uh, you know, an alternative way with their craft. And what you've yeah. been doing has been an amazing thing with the skills that God has given you. You've connected people. You've brought, yes. you've highlighted because of you. I'm addicted to a show called Vindication. Um, absolutely <laughs> love yeah. it. And, uh, but really, and I've told you this before, I do believe you're one of the most supportive comedians out there. I believe that you, yes. you know, you definitely lift other people up. And it's not about, um, you know, necessarily yourself all the time. I think you find joy yeah. in seeing other people succeed. And that says a lot about mm-hmm. you and your personality. So, Maurice, we thank you so much for being on our show yeah. today. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you if you've listened before, but Michelle and I, we, we had closers, you know, and usually uh, <laughs> most of the time I just say Jesus and Junebug loves you. And um, and I try to get Michelle. I wrote one for her. And I wanted her to say it. Michelle, will you tell him what it was? Because she doesn't say it, but. Uh, it, it was little Michelle and the Messiah tell you to take it higher. Is that <laughs> little Michelle and the Messiah tell you to take it higher. But she wouldn't say it, Maurice. She wouldn't say okay, it. Okay, okay. So, we'll go with that, Michelle. We'll work with that. We'll work with that. That's pretty good, isn't it? So here's, here's what I'm thinking for you, okay? Here's what I'm thinking the sign off for Maurice is, okay? okay. You ready? I'm yeah. ready. Jesus and okay, Jesus and Maurice say, "We out of here, peace." I love it. <laughs> I love it. Jesus and Maurice, um, you know, say peace. We out of here. Oh, peace, we out of here. Deuces, yeah. everybody. Yes, yes, there it is. All right, with that, we are going to be out of here, y'all. Thanks you for listening to the Laugh Support Podcast. I'm June Colson. Say goodbye, Michelle Van Dusen. Bye, Michelle Van Dusen. <laughs> Thanks.